He wishes he knew how big the internet was going to be. He is active. In fact, he's the president at Juma. You've probably maybe heard of it. A big open source community. Been around for about 13, 14 years. He has kind of perfected covering these business expenses with things like sponsors that he brings on board and helps them get free marketing. A lot of people that donate their time to Juma also obviously have full-time jobs where they're actually getting paid. And usually they're in the Juma ecosystem. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Robert Jacoby. He's president of Joomla and has been an expert in content management systems since 1996. Effective with deployment and management of content using internet technology has been a cornerstone of Robert's philosophy, and he's helped clients achieve measurable results. He believes Joomla is a huge and growing part of the future of content management. Robert, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. So we laughed before we started this because you started with, hey, Nathan, just want you to know, Joomla makes no money. You know that, right? And what did I say? <laughs> you said, surprise me. Surprise me. <laughs> Save it. So, so for those people that are not familiar with Joomla, maybe people who are non-technical, then explain what it does. And then uh, I want to understand how you're kind of fueling the company's growth with no revenue. Sure. So Joomla is an open source project uh, for content management systems. So it's comparable to WordPress or Drupal. Uh, those are probably the greatest examples that we have out there. Joomla is unknown relatively in the North America compared to the rest of the world. Uh, but as a whole, Joomla runs over 3% of the entire global internet. So it's actually only second to WordPress. So I hear server cost, server cost, server cost. When you throw out that number, how are you paying the bills? Uh, we don't run it as a SaaS solution. Uh, so people who download and utilize Joomla are installing it, running it from other hosts. Yep. Let me ask this differently. Uh, are you, are you, do you have kids? Yes. How, how do you how do you pay for their food? How do you make money? Oh, uh, everyone in Joomla has a real day job. So Joomla is a, a 100% volunteer, non-for-profit. So help me understand, as a creator of this thing, I mean, how do you incentivize people to get on board with it and using their free time and do it, to do it for free? So that's a trick. And I, I, I'll have to say, I'm not the creator of it as much as I'd like to <laughs> maybe think that in my head. But uh, we incentivize them by then being able to have direct input in software that they utilize and then get the resources of other volunteers. Mm -hmm. So I put in one hour of time volunteering to do something with the project, but I get the benefit of, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of developers who've worked on Joomla for almost 13 years. And Robert, what so, are you, if you're not the founder, explain to us kind of your role. What are you? I am the president. So I run the sort of legal issues around that. So managing trademark, uh, making sure we sign contracts where contracts are required. So the legal Why do you have to do all that, though, with an open source platform? Well, we do have trademarks. So Joomla is trademarked. But, uh, but why, why protect? I mean, if it's open source, though, why do you have? There's no revenue stream you're protecting. There's no business you're protecting. We don't want someone else to come by and pretend they're Joomla. And I, I give, give, give an infected or garbage product. So we need to maintain that kind of uh, awareness. So like, uh, who pays those legal fees? So 
that's where we get into also doing sponsorships and advertising. Ah. So Joomla.org has a number of sponsorship options. So come on, Robert. You told me you make no money. See, I knew we'd get to the bottom of this. So you have sponsors. I make no money. <laughs> you make no money. Okay, tell me about the sponsor model. So the sponsor model is uh, we do a couple of things. We have straight up regular ad revenue on the site. Joomla.org gets uh, millions of uh, unique visitors a month. Uh, we've had uh, over 90 million downloads of Joomla from Joomla.org. We do global sponsorships. So you get some advertising and play in our newsletters and magazines if you're a gold, silver, bronze type of sponsor. And, and then what we is, also have what, like how, how big how big is that list, for example? Uh, big that list. I mean, how many of those, how if many I sponsors pay, at that level? Yeah, yeah. If I pay a bronze level and you're going to include me in a list to get distribution to your network, like how what exposure do I get? So we have whew, tens of thousands of uh, Joomla members. So I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what our uh, global list size is on that. Okay. And that and that and that also gets you visibility on our social networks and uh, Joomla.org as well. Okay. And 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 give me a general sense. I mean, are we, am I paying ten grand for a bronze or fifty grand, hundred grand? Generally, what are the size of these things? Uh, so between let's say uh, bronze and gold, you're from five to fifteen thousand. Okay. US. And is that and is that one time or monthly? Uh, annual. Okay. Annual. Okay. And then you, you also say, I noticed across the bottom of your website, it says sponsor Joomla for five bucks. Is that an effective for you? Do you guys get a lot of volume revenue from that? Or is it just a fun side project thing? It's a fun side project. We only started doing that about six months ago. And uh, it's been great for just community people who aren't volunteering or anything that they can just give back a little to the project to make sure the lights stay on. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Why, you know, we had Matt Munwick on the show a couple episodes ago and he articulated kind of how hard it was to take WordPress, which was open source and really commercialize on top of it and how much he was kind of judged from the community and how he, how he managed that transition. Why hasn't something like a WordPress been generated out of Joomla? Because the community, uh, First of all, there's no single person who owns it. Matt, in the case of uh, WordPress and Automatic, he owns the uh, trademarks and copyrights. Uh, yeah, but the source code, when it was open source, it belonged like, to the community, right? Correct, and it still does. Uh, so there is WordPress code that's uh, open sourced and GPL. So that's still available and accessible. The, the, there's a, a fundamental philosophy difference uh, at Joomla to not go the automatic or Acquia route if we look at Drupal. Yeah, but who is we? Like, who decides? That's what I'm saying. There's no leadership. I mean, who decides? We're never letting a Matt Mullenweg come in. There's a board of directors, and it's voted on by the community. So uh, you can uh, look at that at uh, the community.joomla.org to see uh, who the board of directors is. Well, I- I'm speaking a little out of context here because I'm not familiar with exactly how Matt did this. But, I mean, if someone builds an extension of the open source platform, right? That adds a lot of value to the community and they start signing up paid customers. I believe, I mean, I believe that's how WordPress started to actually become a business. What prevents someone from just doing that? They don't need your board approval of an open source community to do that, do they? No. So what, so that's what I'm saying is why hasn't somebody done something like that and making the argument, Hey, we're going to build this extension, but it takes a team of five developers full time. So to pay their salaries, it's 10 bucks a month. I mean, why hasn't that come out of Joomla? Because none of the founders was uh, solely, uh, in charge of the, there was no single founder, I guess, of Joomla. It was always a, a very distributed project. Okay. And as part of that, they didn't want uh, the original founders did not want a single person being able to kind of like run with it one way. Yes, you can absolutely take all the Joomla uh, source code, it's GPL, and create a new project out of it and create a business entity out of it. But as the originators of this, uh, we have a, a slightly different philosophy. 
Folks, very recently I had Eugene Levin on who leads a lot of strategy at SEM Rush, and the episode is doing so well. I said, Eugene, make me a great offer and maybe I'll consider letting you guys sponsor the show. So Eugene gave me a great offer and they're now sponsoring the show around their brand new product called SEM Rush Competitive Intelligence 2.0. Now, many of you guys know SEMrush from their old tool, which is still top of the line with SEO research. Their new intelligence tool allows you to go into all areas of competitors' online marketing strategies and tactics. You can research it all, ranging from online visibility, their website performance, traffic sources, what content they're posting, which PR firms they're working with, how they're doing and what they're doing on social media, which PPC ads they're running, same with display advertising, you know, what do their display ads look like, even their Google Shopping data. That's what you get with the new SEM Rush tool. They've got data on 190 countries and regions, and they have petabytes of reliable data all on your competitors, potential partners, and markets. They're also the trusted data provider for the leading media brands like Forbes, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, and Routers. Every Fortune 500 company, including Bay, Vodafone, and HP. Now, they've got over 30,000 customers already and 10 years of experience. I encourage you to check out their brand new intelligence tool using the deal Eugene gave me. That deal is available exclusively at nathanlacka.com forward slash SEMrush. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash SEMrush. So what do most of the day jobs look like of the community? Like, what do you do full time? Uh, I am a vice president at Perfect Dashboard. So we are a support company that does automatic updates for Joomla and WordPress websites. A lot of other uh, board members have their own web development shops, extension development shops, or in marketing, uh, design, agency work like that. Yeah, so these are all, I mean, you are, you, the company you work for and others in the space on the board, they're commercializing the Joomla ecosystem some way with plugins, extensions, things on top of the open source code, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this, ha- I mean, when is it? There are things like WordPress, you know, a commercialized version of this thing happening. It's just extra value in their extensions. And I mean, so what's the biggest company that you would say would credit the Joomla open source community for its growth? Um, oh, there's a, there's a couple of them. So there's like June Shaper, there's OS Training. How uh, big are these companies though? Atiba. I mean, are we talking millions and millions of revenue a year or what? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, and that's a rough guesstimate. I yeah. couldn't speak for them, obviously. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. A few other questions here. So, um, how is the open source community growing? Like how do you get new developers exposed to this open source platform? Uh, we reach out to them, uh, and that's, you know, through developer and technical, uh, conferences and events through obviously social media, through uh, regular, you know, sort of outreach in that regard. And, you know, you get developers who are working on something, they're going to tell people about it. And that's how, you know, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of open source projects are very word of mouthy like that. And, and, and do you just have leverage there because the pitch, like, in other words, why couldn't someone else just like start building their own thing? Your pitch is, listen, you contribute to this thing. You basically get the work, the, the power, the brain power of 5,000 other developers making it better every single day. You're getting that for free if you contribute yourself. And that's why it works. That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. starting it up from scratch, it, 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 I mean, we've been around 12 years, uh, almost 13, and there have been tons of open source projects that have come and gone uh, in that time frame. Fascinating. Okay, very good. Um, so what is the, tell me, I want to learn more about your company. So did you found that company that you work at? You think you said it's Partner Dash? Perfect Dashboard. Perfect Dashboard. Do you, did you found that company or no? No, I'm not a founder. I've only been there about a year. Okay. Do you ever get the inclination of going off and starting your own thing around this ecosystem? I actually, prior to that, I ran a web agency for almost 17 years. Okay. And that was uh, built around and on top of Joomla. What did you grow that web agency to in terms of team size? 
team size at our max, we were at 15. Okay. And in terms of revenue, what, like a million, million two, something like that? So somewhere around there. And why'd you give it up? Uh, it's hard to scale consulting fundamentally. It's, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you're always knee deep in the weeds on stuff like that. And having a uh, software solution is that's, you know, something that we'd actually try to build out at arc a couple of times. And we never got traction on that. And there was this opportunity and I was like, okay, um, you know, I've had a good run and this has been a successful thing for me personally, but I'd like to really take it to a, a larger level. Why didn't you get traction on when you tried your own software things? Uh, our first product was right before 9-11. Uh, so that uh, killed the market right then and there. We also then had an email solution similar to MailChimp. Uh, we just didn't have uh, the investment to back it up. Uh, some other people did. And Mailchimp's Isn't MailChimp's bootstrap though? Uh, I did that. I don't know. You know, I think they are. I mean, so wait, you're going to blame that failure on the fact that you didn't raise capital? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so why did MailChimp succeed? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know they were bootstrapped. Yeah, that, yeah. that I couldn't tell you. I don't know what that was different in their business model. We were still also a consulting firm at the same time. So we were trying to play both sides of the street. And that also uh, probably contributed to some of those difficulties. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, so you're happy where you're at right now. You're not thinking about going out and launching your own thing uh, and kind of growing right from scratch. Uh, we're launching this thing and uh, this has only been around two years. So I've been here uh, for half of it and uh, it's been launching great. What's the team size today? Uh, we are at, uh, we're just under 20, I think right now. All remote? Uh, the headquarters are in Poland. Uh, most of the staff is in Krakow. I would say two thirds of it is in Krakow proper. And then we have uh, a couple of remote people. That's great. Krakow. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that are spinning up dev teams in, in Krakow. I don't know. I guess the economics there are just perfect for this kind of thing. It's not just the economics. The uh, university structure there is really, really good. So you have a lot of trained people coming out of Krakow. There's a, a couple of technical universities as well as university, the uh, Jagolinian university of Krakow. Got it. All right, Robert, let's, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last book that you read? Uh, actually Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay, good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, let's see, I've been just following Tim Cook in general because it's, he's interesting to see how different he is than uh, Steve Jobs. Number three, is your, is there a favorite online tool you use to build your business? Favorite online tool to build the business uh, right use. now. Yep. Uh, using a prosper works actually right now. Okay. They are good. And John Lee came on the show recently. Uh, they are growing very, very fast. So if you want to check out that interview with prosper works again, just look up, uh, look up their name plus, uh, Latka and you will find it. I think they, I don't know if you know this. If, if I asked you to guess how big they are, Robert, what would you guess? I would guess they're actually kind of small. Um, I'm going to go with around 10. Interesting. Yeah. So 10 million AR. Oh, you're talking revenue or staff revenue. Oh, revenue. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they, back when I had them on about a year ago, they had just passed 24 million in ARR. They had 67 employees, 10 million in funding. They've raised since then, but they are significantly larger than 24 million in ARR now. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a fun interview to go back and listen to there with John Lee. All right. Number, uh, number four, how many hours of sleep, Robert, do you get every night? I make sure I get at least seven. Okay. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married, one daughter. One daughter. And how old are you? Yeah. 46. 46. Okay, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, what do I wish? My, <laughs> how big the internet was going to be. <laughs>
There you guys have it. There would have been plenty of things to jump on. <laughs> there you guys have it from Robert. He wishes he knew how big the internet was going to be. He is active. In fact, he's the president at Juma. You probably maybe heard of it. A big open source community. Been around for about 13, 14 years. He has kind of perfected covering these business expenses with things like sponsors that he brings on board and helps them get free marketing. A lot of people that donate their time to Juma also obviously have full-time jobs where they're actually getting paid. And usually they're in the Juma ecosystem. So Robert, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.